Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Today is Friday, November 24th, 2023, and you are tuned in to the Midwest Super Pixel Pros live from the Grand Forks Bessler Studios. It's Friday. We all have our Thanksgiving feast hangovers, and yeah, we're ready for the uh, an awesome extended holiday weekend, and uh, we're keeping up the tradition of what we did last year, where this is going to be our second annual uh, Best of Discussion segment replace. So the thing with that is where uh oh whoops what oh, you're fine yeah where last year we a lot of people tell me you know a lot of people listen to the audio version of the show and i'm always a little uh, i think that's great i know not the show is not entirely all video games but a decent amount of the show is us playing video games but this is like the one show of the year that's works either entirely for video or audio because you don't need to need, need your eyes to see us playing games it's, we have one segment each and every show where we're just talking to have a random discussion topic of the week. And I like to pick five, six, or seven of our, of I just kind of go through the show notes from the last year. And I'm like, all right, what are a few good ones to do for our best of discuss- discussion segment special? And so that's what we have on store for you this week. Uh, joining me across is Mr. Paul. Happy belated Thanksgiving. Yeah, not winning lately. Not winning lately. What? Oh shoot! Oh man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm getting. I'm. I'll get that belt back. Yeah, though. yeah. Next. That's right. Next week. Yeah. Also, yeah. Usually we're every other week, but uh, uh, we're doing a special weekly to keep up the second annual Thanksgiving special. We're weekly on 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 this episode here. So, yeah. But Paul, I, I have faith that you will not win next week. Also. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. Yes. <laughs> Who we may or may not have faith in is, to my right, uh, the amazing producer, Katie. <laughs> oh, oh, there, oh, there you go. Hello. That's right. The belt is on the line. Have you been practicing? Oh, yeah, I have. I have, too. Oh, yes, yeah. I have. You're already getting a lot of experience on those new tracks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, right here. No, no, I'm the pro. I'm going to be, I and mean, I've been practicing on 200cc, and, yeah, I'm going to be super elite when it comes time next week to take that belt back. Isn't he going to be here? Oh, yeah, Chris will be here oh. next week, too. He's okay. got to defend the belt. He's a champion. <laughs> so Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, uh, it'll be going for the Ultimate Pixel Pro Championship. Make sure to catch it next week. But uh, I, I guess before we throw to the uh, first batch of clips here, uh, got to give a shout-out to our first sponsor, Northwest Tire, where for tires, work on your vehicle, and so much more, visit North Dakota's largest tire dealer. They're located on Gateway Drive in Grand Forks and are family-owned for over 40 years. From big to small, Northwest Tire does it all. Find all your big-name brands like Toyo, Nokia, and Bridgestone, Firestone, and so much more. Give Chad Hoff and the crew a call at 701-780-8473 to schedule your next appointment. That's Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive in Grand Forks, helping you get the perfect tires for whatever you drive. All right. Now, I guess before we throw our first batch of clips, uh, I, I know Paul was just me and you kind of doing the narration in between the clips last year. Uh, but I want to get see if you maybe had a change of uh, heart going into this year. And I want to get Katie's thoughts, too. Favorite Thanksgiving dish of all your traditional Thanksgiving dishes? Or does your family have, like, a custom dish that you think's unique to your family that, hey, wait a second, that they, or that they really make a big deal out of? For some reason, my family makes a big deal for a, thanks, a special Thanksgiving and Christmas dish is... It just seems like your ordinary jello, like red jello, but my mom goes to town putting on uh, a whip topping and, and b- sliced bananas, and the family's like, you gotta have the jello. I'm like, you know, I, I'm all about desserts, I'm all about jello, but I mean, it's just, it's just jello, but it, it, for some reason, it seems wrong if we don't have like, this very basic jello dish. 
So shout out to the fam for making that special Jello dish. And the way they make their mashed family makes the mashed potatoes is exquisite. They use a special kind of milk and butter and a special mixture, and it's just silky, silky smooth. My mom would like use a mixer to mix it up for like what seems like an hour, and I'm like, I can hop in there, mom. No, I gotta get it just right daily. Okay, mom. Daily. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. There you go. Well, I don't, I don't think Thanksgiving is Thanksgiving without. Uh, stuffing with gravy. Stuffing with gravy. And um, also, we get like this cheesy corn one, which you got to get it on the top where it's got like the crust to it. That's that's really good. Stuffing or dressing? Oh, it's stuffing. Got to go with stuffing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah one or the other. Yep. No. There, but but uh, we, my family does make this dish, and I don't understand it. I'm not a huge fan of it. But it's like marshmallows with... Like yams or something. Oh, like a special kind of sweet potatoes with cinnamon yeah. brown sugar. Yeah, with yeah, it has like marshmallows in it, like yeah. with little mini marshmallows in it too. I'm yeah. just like Te- Texas Roadhouse does them like that too. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's it's yeah, it's like sweet times ten. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh! And you can't put gravy on that. No, no, yeah. So sweet. Any, anything you can't put gravy on, I'm kind of like nah. <laughs> Katie, do you have like a special family, yeah, unique specialty, or just a favorite way the family does uh, th- thanks, a certain Thanksgiving dish? My grandma makes the best meatballs in the world. I don't know what it is. She, she uses like some sort of like breadcrumbs to just make it good. She adds that part, not like entirely made out of bread, but obviously it's meat and everything. But um, and balls. <laughs> you hit the nail on that one. <laughs> kind of in the name. Meat and balls, yo. <laughs> Give me yeah. the meat and balls gravy. Yeah, Those they're meaty good. balls. They're gotta sal- love them. They're salty. <laughs> I'm thinking of a certain <laughs> South Park <laughs> chef song. <laughs> oh, you gotta show me that. Oh, I'll show you a clip here later. <laughs> yes. They're amazing. She makes them just for me. Oh, because they're good. Very, very awesome. Um, and then she—I don't know why I grew out of this. I've grown out a lot of foods lately. I mean, I guess I'm growing up. She makes lefsa. Well, that's still a good, good, Nor- well, Norwegian specialty. Yeah, I know our family always has it each year. You have to have it with butter and sugar. Yeah, I did. I When I'm younger, I, that's what I did, but I kind of just grew out of it, unfortunately. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Lefse either. Mm-hmm. I know, usually um, our, our, our family will make a bunch of, like, little, like, miniature-sized ones. I'm like, okay, I'll grab one of those. They're small and tiny. and yeah. So one of the things that everybody does on Thanksgiving, and I've never got behind, was it uh, cran- cranberry? Oh, uh, cranberries, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. I don't get the appeal. Yeah, that I, you know, see, Katie, that's the thing that I kind of grew out of a little bit. I mean, it's it's fine, but when I was a little so kid, fine. and, and uh, yeah, so so fine. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, bruise, <laughs> slabo, <laughs> oh yeah. But uh, no, but yeah, cranberry sauce. I, I'm like, okay, this is good. It's kind of like Jello. My dad, my dad would be like, oh, Dale, no, you like cranberry sauce? I always got it for you year after year. And I'm like, Dad, I love cranberry sauce, but there's so many more better things I like now more. So I'll, I'll grab like a, the smallest slice of cranberry sauce. And, and it's like people intentionally don't like cut it. It just looks like the shape of the can. Yeah, I don't get it. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I guess unless you get the buried kind, that kind is a plops out a little differently (laughs) but uh yeah those are some of our favorite thanksgiving dishes we got a little bit more fun uh thanksgiving talk here to come here in between our special clips but we're gonna throw to our first batch of clips here uh and uh so this first batch of clips is uh i gathered it over from the past 12 months and uh it's going to kick off with us talking about our favorite Christmas-related gaming gifts over the years. So what we uh, eagerly anticipated that did we get our favorite gaming system or a game we were looking for for Christmas, I thought was a great discussion segment around we did around Christmas time last year. 
And I, I kick it off with a special video, too, of the Nintendo 64 kit. So uh, we're going to throw to that, and we'll be right back in just a bit. Those with the year, so. Yeah, so yeah, we'll oh, be ma- rock- Math? Are you doing <laughs> yeah, math now? Yeah, math. <laughs> yeah. I, I've known that, so. <laughs> Heck yeah. So we're gonna, that kind of segues us into our discussion segment for the I'm week. I'm a communications major, okay? Yeah, that's right. Very broad. So this kind of segues into our discussion segment for the week. Gaming with parents. Do you guys... Right, I think I got an image queued up for it for this week here. Yep. Uh, so oh, it, this kind of remind me seeing the seniors go at it there, just kind of, just kind of in oh, we in let's specify. Yeah. Yes, that's go right. Go at it in we. Yeah, I remember playing some we some we bowling with my dad and and just gaming with my dad and, and my mom a little bit over the years. Just kind of thoughts on what it was like gaming with your parents over the years. Did they kind of warm you into gaming or were they like, oh, here's this thing, this distraction, just you go ahead and do your thing, play this game in the corner so I could do my thing. Uh, what was it like what are some of your guys's early memories gaming with your parents over the years what's what's the first memory do you have a first memory gaming with your parents at all my dad's old school so he was like get this thing out of here i don't want to see it. <laughs> he does not want to see it yeah. this electronic doodad <laughs> even recently like we'll play some jackbox games um with the rest of the family and he'll just sit in the back and be like nah i don't want to play and then you'll be playing and he'll be like shouting answers oh yeah and you're like, you could just play just don't be such a stubborn you know <laughs> just play it. And, and, and that's like one of the most accessible games out there you know you just need your phone to press yeah. on there it's almost doesn't even feel like a game almost right yeah oh gosh what about early, other memories early gaming family memories at all over the years no i mostly just played with my brothers played the mario parties and all that so paul throw it to you earliest memory gaming with the parents or other family members uh so my dad is like a super genius like he just plays trivial pursuit and knows the answer to every single question. And I don't even know what the question even means. But I did have him try to play Halo once. And all he did was go right to the sky and go in circles. And I was trying to explain to him like, to get the controller to go down and look and do whatever. And instantly, right back to the sky, going in circles. Classic. And, yep. So, yeah. Don't, don't. Don't try to play him in any trivia game, though. He'll, he'll, he'll own Stomp you. Stomp you. Whoop yeah. you. Oh, man. Trivia Pursuit. Yeah. I always remember as a kid being like, these trivia questions are hard. <laughs> oh, man. Any early, like, video game memories or anything like that at all? Or besides Trivia Pursuit? Or... Well, my parents got me a Super Nintendo. Oh, nice. When it first came out. And they tried it for... I think they actually took it over for a little while just because I thought it was so cool. Oh, yeah. What were their games they were into when you, you recall? Oh, all we had was Mario. Well, I can't go wrong with that. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, they're they're uh, card game trivia, old school type of people. You put a controller in their hand, they are completely clueless. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't. Uh, I have memories playing cards with the families at the holidays too, or, or just board games too. But yeah, video game wise, a side question, Paul. I guess you know now that you know you're you're a gaming parent. Uh, we've had Ivy on the show, you know, playing uh, Turtles with us, and I'm. That was a blast. Uh, what, what was it been like, you know, kind of introducing games to to your daughter and 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 your, and, and you know, Connor and and Thomas also? What been their first game, first gaming memories with with your kids? Well, Connor is to like he'll just like drool and throw the, <laughs> throw the controller. Thomas, we just give him the controller and he thinks he's playing. Classic move. <laughs> yep. yep. You're playing on a like an Xbox and you give him like an old '64 controller. Like yep. here, you play with this one. Yep. <laughs> And then Ivy, she's a 
I, I was really surprised when we were playing like the Turtles game and stuff, like how good she was at it. Because when I originally tried playing games with her, it was like almost like, okay, here's the controller that doesn't work, you know. Oh, but, yep. Pretend you're playing. <laughs> but now she's old enough, she she gets it, and she's big into Minecraft and all that kind of BS. <laughs> Roblox. <laughs> Roblox. I remember her mentioning being big on Roblox. Yeah. Yeah. Now she's into like some Animal Crossing or something. Oh, yeah. Animal Crossing's big. Yeah. Yep. I, Instantly, I just think of Frogger. <laughs> like, I don't know what it is, but yeah. So, but I don't get a lot of time to play video games. Oh, so hey. Except here. And I still kick ass. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Not today. Katie, early gaming memories with your family. Did, did they introduce you to games or was it other friends or family? Do you recall first playing games with the family there? Crisco uh, Twister. My, what? Oh, no. No, 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 no. Stouses don't do that. Okay. No, we don't do that. We do cards. <laughs> um, okay. In middle school, every Sunday morning, my dad and I, we'd always play Wii Bowling. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. Got to be a friendly rivalry there. Yes. Or would you it's keep... actually pretty good. Would you keep track who won the most games, like, in a season or something like that, or in a month or so? Or... We just kept on going. Just kept on going? Oh, oh wow. you could put them in the... What? The competition in a few years. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Do our future Wii Sports uh, League or something like that. Oh, did, yeah. did you not just watch the video from three minutes oh, ago? Oh, that, that, were, were, that. Were you here for that? No, I wasn't. I was <laughs> laughing. <laughs> I was spaced out. How about like yeah, a, a, how about early ch early childhood years at all? Any gaming family memories like that? Uh, like old school Super Nintendo, Nintendo, PlayStation, no, 64? Nothing. If I had a sibling in my life, it would probably be a little bit more interesting. But mm. no, I got nothing. Okay. Yeah. How about uh, more recent years? Anything like that? Still do gaming with the family? Uh, cards. That's it. Cards. Well, you can't go wrong with cards. Still. Yeah. What's the go-to card game variety for the fam? Ooh, screw your neighbor. Oh, I think I remember that one. <laughs> so yeah. That's a bad one. Yep. Kick things to get a little rowdy, right? Thirty-one. Yeah. Crazy. It's a lot of stuff. Fun That's stuff. Not my neighbor. <laughs> it's a sales thing. Um, my, we my... have fun names for our. Yeah. Yeah, uh, my dad was always great gaming with him a lot. Uh, he would he kind of introduced me to the old school stuff. I might have mentioned it once or twice here on previous shows, going way back. But uh, uh, he was he would always be big on going to the garage sale scene on uh, just kind of doing weekend visitations with him. And he was always a generation behind. So when uh, in my early early childhood years, when the Nintendo was a big thing, the original Nintendo. That's when everyone was getting rid of the Atari stuff at garage sales. So he'd be like, hey, we got games to play on the weekend. I got this whole pile of Atari games for 10 bucks. <laughs> and uh, and so we'd play old school Atari stuff with him all the time. That's how I kind of got a real late or I guess early learning on like Space Invaders and Pong and all that when everyone was playing Nintendo stuff. Uh, my mom had a Nintendo for us, but she wouldn't buy us any games. She she tricked me into thinking that you couldn't buy games for Nintendo, that it, the only way to get games was by renting them at the grocery store. It wasn't until years later I was like, what, we can buy these at the store? So that's my early childhood gaming memories with my mom. My mom would never play with us. I once got her to play Jeopardy with me, but she just had me input the answers for her and stuff like that. But my dad was always great playing games with us. Uh, a lot of Gauntlet on original Nintendo. Nice. Tried to play that. We thought we could beat it. We could never beat it. The game never ended. We were too young to realize that. And uh, then I think on Atari also, bowling, of all things. Bowling on the Atari. A lot of good fun playing bowling with him on that. And uh, Super Nintendo, we played a lot of Street Fighter. Uh, a lot of, uh, I got him into NBA Jam, NBA Live. He played a lot of sports games with me on that. So a lot of good memories of that. And then uh, 
yeah, we played. I was trying to find a photo using the background. I must have lost it over the years. I got a good photo of him doing an action shot and we bowling like mid throw and all that. But uh, there's that that first Christmas season, the Wii came out. We were all about Wii Sports, and uh, yeah, a lot of, a lot of good memories. Uh, and then of course uh, the main one, N64. We played that. I think for I, I, the good first few years, it was out. A lot of weekend uh, sessions playing GoldenEye, Mario Kart, N64 wrestling. You know, of course, N64 having four controller ports being just the prime multiplayer couch gaming system there. So many good split-screen gaming uh, memories with the family for N64. So, yeah. What's what's the old wrestling one? Is it WCW versus NWO Revenge? Yep. Revenge. That's still the, World greatest, Tour. the greatest wrestling game. Uh, Even of all the new ones, that's still the best one. I, I revisited those games this past year, actually, for, for uh, another project uh, that... Should be coming to fruition here next year here. I had a lot of fun revisiting all those N64 wrestling games. They're still a blast to play today. They look awful. The graphics are very dated. <laughs> but a lot of fun playing those ones. They're still, in my opinion, no. the best playing wrestling games. No, all. Royal Rumble. That was the game. Oh, the old arcade Royal Rumble? That was a blast. Yeah. yeah. That's up there, too. That's right up there. Yeah. But yeah. You lose. Yeah. Fail. Fail. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right well a Stay quick cool. think of more christmas gift memories here because that's going to segue into our discussion segment for the week so this video is some kids opening up their ultimate christmas gift on christmas morning and just losing it this, you may have seen it this is kind of went on to become a meme and this youtube video has over 25 million views so odds are you may have seen this so i'm sure it's probably a super nintendo so it and it jumps right into it so all right let's let's get to it I think we're all, all could be guilty of hamming it up for the cameras for a good old mom and dad in the past, but this is a cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Congrats, boys. Yeah. Is it a bulldozer? A toy? It's the N64 video game system. Oh. So, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, we can stop it there pretty much. The kid thinks he's opening up a controller, but it's just like a little remote car, and he's confused. So, <laughs> but no. So, and we got a cool image queued up for this year, too. So, this is a segues right into our discussion segment. Gaming presence. So, Memorable games, consoles received, or just awesome gifts you remember begging your parents for and getting, or or even just getting like the ultimate Santa gift, and it you know having to feign uh, uh, feign enjoying the system, so but uh, or enjoying the present even though it was not what you wanted at all. Just any memories of that from the old childhood years off that off the top of your head. Paul, Katie, if you want to go, Katie, I know you mentioned the drum set there. That's, that was yep. one of the first ones that stood out to you. Got a drum set. Mm, another one. I mean, I love the Polar Express movie, so I got the Polar Express train tracks. I like trains, I guess. Oh, growing wow. up. Look, so I connected it and, yeah. It, did it play like some Tom Hanks musical number? I think the train, it was like a remote control thing. And yeah, I played music. Did it come with hot cocoa? No, no, not how cool. It just kind of went around the track. I thought it was fun. That's like cool. a week, and then I realized, okay, it's just a train. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so, oh, I was—I uh, wanted a Lego Raceway once. I was surprised. My 
folks got it for me when I was probably like five or six. And they not only that, but they built it all for me too. Probably when I was anti-manuals and wanting to build it on my own. So uh, if I, that would probably happen years later, you know, the part of the fun of Legos is building it. But 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 when I was like four or five, just have it open and all built and ready to go, I was in heaven. But uh, yeah, Kate, you got another one? I have another one. I just have to like actually think about the stuff. Um, I got a mini bowling set. That was awesome. I played that for hours. Just like so, stand up the pins and unleash? Yeah, it was like a mini. It's, okay, it's probably like that wide, that long. Like that's like the dimensions or whatever. And it was just a little tiny bowling set. You know, the bowling balls and set up the mini pins. That was on the ultimate wish list or was it just surprise you? And you're like, These are I all love it. These are all just surprises. Oh, wow. I'll try to get a picture. Oh, man. Wow. So ultimate bowling set. Paul. Yeah. So I really wanted a Sega Genesis. Yeah. Because that's what my, my friends had. Mm-hmm. And then I got a Super Nintendo, uh, Super Nintendo. Oh no! And I didn't know what to think of it. But then when we plugged it in, I was like, "This is so much better." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we were playing that. I mean, playing that Super Nintendo for hours on end, playing because that's when uh, you know you had Super Mario with uh, you know with Yoshi. Oh yep, yeah, that was Yoshi's debut actually. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really fun. And another one, I, I don't really remember getting the gift, but I remember it being like one of my favorite toys. Uh, I was really big into Transformers. Oh, right. And I had this one that was called Six Shot. Six Shot. But it could turn into six different things. Okay. Cool. So it would it could it was like a robot and then it could turn into like a wolf. It could turn into a gun. It could turn into a tank. Oh man. It could turn into a ship. All the possibilities. Yeah, it was it was really cool. Yeah, that that yeah, I had an action figure phase. I think I was like a GI Joe and a Turtles kid. So yeah, but got, I got plenty of those in my childhood, but... Uh, Getting my Game Gear was pretty cool, too. Game Gear. Can't go wrong with Game Gear. I got a Game Boy for Christmas, and I was in heaven because I didn't have to share it with my, my siblings because everyone was always fighting for control of the original Nintendo at the time. And I was so happy for two days until I accidentally broke it two days later. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I was. Uh, we were at a, a dinner, and... You know, that old brick Game Boy, I had it in my pocket. And you think that thing would be nice and snug in a pocket because it was just so huge, like a freaking brick. But uh, as I'm getting in the car, somehow the thing fell out of my pocket as I was shutting the door and cracked the screen. Oh. It's, oh it still turned on, and you could see, like, the small corners of the screen that weren't cracked and would play music. But, uh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> so I was, I was devastated, but luckily my mom had sympathy for me, and she I don't know if she works in Magic to Exchange or get a discount, but she hooked me up with another Game Boy about a month later. So, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. But, and for, like, the next four or five years, I would only get Game Boy games for my birthday and for Christmas. So I'm, like, for, like, three or four years, I'm, like, all right, only get two new games a year. They got to count. Some years they were great. Some years they were awful. One was like, ooh, this Bo Jackson's a huge sports star. I want this Bo Jackson baseball and football game. It was awful. Yeah, I, I do got one more now that I think about it because I used it all the time. And I was, it was, like, so cool when I opened it. But I uh, got a Trek 800 mountain bike. Oh, wow. Big old ooh. mountain bike. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. 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 I went on, went on many, many adventure with that. Gosh. You must, uh, even in the winter, right? I'm taking this out today. No, <laughs> no, not. But you know, and I got uh, you know all this stuff for it. So I got the handlebar attachments. I got the little thing that you put on it to see how fast you're going and how many miles you've gone. Oh. Got the clip so you can put your shoes in it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. I'm getting flashbacks I, I, now. I bikes, up. Comparing bikes with neighborhood friends and bike races around the block. You guys ever do that growing up? Or? No. 
No, no bike races. Do any jumps? Oh yeah, do no, I, did, I did all that the... stuff. <laughs> get pegs. Get take friends. Give friends a lift. Yeah, well, that was back in like the BMX. The older, the, the yeah. older people era. Mm-hmm. My brother had a really sick one, and then it got stolen. Everyone's bike yeah. got and stolen. It seemed growing up. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we found it. It was these little pricks that lived down the street from us, and they spray painted it. Just, oh yeah. no! Yeah. Oh. Okay. Katie, I bike mischief over the years. No, I've never had a bike stolen. But another Christmas gift is my grandpa got me and my cousin matching bikes. Oh, hey, there you go. It's another one. Oh man, it's cool. All black. S. There's like a big S on the seat for Stouse. Oh, thanks, Grandpa. There you go. He's not watching this. Oh. Do you guys ever ghost ride your bikes? <laughs> no, I haven't. You gotta elaborate. Where you you get going really fast and then you jump off and let it coast. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't. Just let it go. I used to. We lived across from a pool, and right in front of the pool, there's a, a sidewalk, and so I would ghost ride it, and then it'd hit the curb, and it would launch up, and we I'd, I'd try to get it uh, to catch on top of the fence. Oh, going God. into oh the my. pool. <laughs> wow. Jumping over. Okay. Oh man. Success. Yeah. Oh wow. Yep. Hey. Really? Yep, yeah. I nailed it. Really? Yep. Did it one time. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, there's one okay. time I I, I I didn't pull it off like that kid, but there's my my dad got me an N64. Mm-hmm. I was in high school there. I think it was like ninth grade or so and got an N64 for Christmas. And, yeah, I don't know that bozo in the background there in that photo. Yeah, was pretty I've happy. been looking at him. <laughs> yeah, who's that guy? <laughs> Hamming it up for the camera there. <laughs> First two N64 games, Cruising USA and Mario Kart 64. Yes. So, yeah, there you go. Dug, dug that out, did some poor Photoshop work. So, yeah. So people, if you're watching the video version, you can see that that's probably what 14 or 15 year old nerd Dale nerding out like no other. So yeah, that's oh oh never mind never mind okay. Yep, that is me. That is me. Yep, my my dad's big into photography, so he would always take photos of all the birthdays and Christmas gift stuff. So yep, that's you. Yeah, that's me. Oh yeah, okay. it's, he's, he's, no, that's me. Four, <laughs> Wait, what? Holding to the right. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's me. Oh, down there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought you were talking about the kid that oh, we no. watched the video of. No, no. I was like, like, you should be super rich. You have like over 25 million videos. <laughs> Give me that YouTube money, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yes. Yeah. Oh, gosh. No, gosh. Cool. That, kid, that kid got interviewed on like po- many podcasts when that video went viral and all that, like several years back, too. That kid is, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I, I had to make sure to capture that. Man, look at that face. Oh, my God. Yeah. losing oh. it heck yeah <laughs> we're looking at two different people here yeah well what are you talking are you look are you looking at both photos there looking at both. yeah yeah i'm not well yeah both people are looking at what me and yeah that little kid yeah but yeah that's yeah awesome chris any other random christmas good memories or stuff like that or just giving getting a great reaction of uh giving gifts and stuff like that too i gave my nephew his first gaming uh handheld a 2ds oh. A few years back, that was uh, he. He played the heck out of that for a couple of years. So that was really cool. My daughter, she was probably, I think she was four, but she was dressed as a person, like a princess, for Christmas because okay. she was into wearing princess dresses. But I got her, built her this uh, big Elsa, uh, like doll castle, and when she opened that. I still got the picture of it, but it was like the cutest thing ever. Oh, there you go. There you go. Awesome photo moment, right? I gave my, oh, sorry. I gave my cousin, so we got like a huge TV, like 70, whatever. And I was, I wanted to pull a prank on my cousin. So I got the TV box from the basement 
and I put a little gift card in it, <laughs> wrapped it up, put a few rocks in there just oh. to make it a little bit heavier. <laughs> I went to my grandpa and grandma's house and she opened it and she cried. Oh no! Cried. Oh no! I couldn't then... imagine what it was. And she thought it was a legit TV. Yeah, I don't know. Well, at first, obviously, because when she unwrapped the wrapping paper, you saw a TV box. Yeah. And she was like, "You got me TV?" And well, of course, I love you that much. Yeah, for your small room. <laughs> and then once, what, did she give you the stink eye afterwards? Yeah. Once she didn't like reality that. sunk in. I got a gift card to her favorite place, but still, oh, I remember that was that was memorable. Oh man, that's a funny one. I think I've done similar ones like that over the years. Yeah. Oh mm -hmm. gosh, I think that definitely takes a cake. <laughs> yeah. Hey, if people are watching the chat, we want to hear your favorite Christmas uh, gift memories and stuff yeah. like that. We want to hear what you guys have to say. So yeah, make sure to let us know in the live chat on GFBS channel. Hey, hey, welcome back, everyone, to the second annual Midwest Super Pixel Pros. Best of discussion segments of the year, spectacular special extravaganza. So, we got a few more batch of clips to come here, but before we do, uh, we gotta give a shout out to our next sponsor, the Circle of Friends Animal Shelter in Grand Forks. And they actually got a special thing going on. They started this last Friday, and in case you missed it on GFBS, I was there live on location uh, a week ago today, just uh, as they kicked things off and checking in with them a few hours later for their, uh, they're doing, it's called a $1 million lock-in. The team at Circle of Friends and volunteers, they'll be staying overnight, all night, until they reach their goal to raise $1 million. So volunteers and team Members, if you drive by their location on South Washington across from Paradiso, you'll see they'll be locked in and in tents in the parking lot until they reach that goal they desperately need. You can make a difference by dropping off a check or going online to donate at cofpets.com. They're also taking supplies for cat and dog food and accessories like blankets uh, and all other kinds of accessories. Uh, they help over 9,000 pets through their doors uh, over the years at Circle of Friends Animal Shelter. And, with, and without them, they, the pet community would be in dire help. So please stop in and help them out. Go online, cofpets.com to donate or stop by their location on 910 South Washington Street, right across from Paradiso. And once again, their phone number is 701-775-3732 for more information. Circle of Friends Animal Shelter in Grand Forks. Thank you. All right, now back. And before we kick off our next batch of clips, quick question for you guys. We're kind of talking a little bit before the show here, too. Uh, Black Friday shopping. Do you, do, do you still partake in it? Maybe not, even if not like the door-busting tradition that was the big craze as recent as a few years ago. Uh, do you still at least do the online Black Friday sales or Black Friday week, or they seem to spread it about over a month now to kind of help eliminate the crazy crowd controls uh, that you would see, like the, the the memes over the years, people bursting through the doors. What's your history with Black Friday shopping, or what do you do for recent years? Uh, Katie, let's start with you. I am not a Black Friday shopper. I don't like shopping in general, but um, I get lots of enjoyment just seeing videos on Facebook. So probably like Saturday morning, I'll see like, people just fighting over stuff. I so. I highly recommend, I saw this movie uh, last week, Thanksgiving, and the first 15 minutes is about people just marching through the doors uh, of, of this artificial department store going crazy to get big deals, and it just goes all kinds of bad. If you could find, like, the first 15 minutes of that movie on, on online somewhere, check it out. You'll mm -hmm. love it for, it's like those clips you mentioned to the extreme. <laughs> yeah. If I, if I was a shopper, I would just hit up Amazon. Yeah. 
I, I, I do this uh, yeah, more or less several years. I just do mostly online. If I'm out and about, happen to be out and about that week, it seems like they have mega sales going on like for like a couple weeks before uh, leading up to the Black Friday. And now they spread it out over the week. So maybe if I'm at the store, I'm like, oh, this is promoted as a Black Friday sale. It seems like a Black Friday caliber sale. Maybe I'll pick up a thing like that. Usually I get a few games. I, I did get a few games already. Uh, but uh, j- just because I'm like, holy crap, they got me. You, I don't need these, but uh, or I won't have the time for these. <laughs> I got to say one thing. So like I've never gone Black Friday shopping, but when I did work in retail three years ago, maybe four, I had n- that was my first time because I had to work on Black Friday. It was like, I think I worked from like 8 a.m. to 5, and the line was around the store. Yeah. I was just like in awe, because I've never like experienced it. So. Yeah, I've seen, I've, I've, I've worked those, and I've, I've been part of those, waiting for the in line, just maybe no more than like an hour to get, I, I think I got like a super cheap computer one year. I, I got a couple of TVs over the years. I got one a couple of years ago uh, on the first year of the pandemic, but there wasn't really a big line. I'm glad the stores, most stores seem to go back to closing on Thanksgiving now, which I'm happy. So that's, that's, that's a good thing. Not all, but a, a more reverting back to it. Paul, big standout Black Friday uh, moments for you. Black Friday is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand Black Friday. You you're, holding, you're holding that in. <laughs> first, first off, you couldn't pay me to go out shopping on Black Friday. <laughs> And I worked retail for a long time, and it was just so annoying because, like, the places that I worked retail, I would get commission. But they're like, oh, you know, you're going to make so much money on Black Friday because all these people are going to be coming in. It's like, yeah, but they're going to be coming in to buy the cheapest thing possible. So, no, I'm not making any more money. I'm just worked three times as hard. It was just, it's just asinine. And then the only thing they put on special is the junk, like, every, like, like when I was selling furniture. The only thing that was on the Black Friday special was the one that they make every year for Black Friday. That's just a piece of crap. Like the like the discount in store brand kind yeah, of. Yeah, and yeah, it's and then you got Cyber Monday, and you and if you look at it, half the time, the stuff is already at the Black Friday like sale price. Three months before Black Friday, they just jack the price up right before Black Friday, and then they say. Oh, big slashing price. It's like the MSRP. Like, oh, yeah, okay, this couch is $35,000, and you marked it down to 8000 Get the f- out of here. <laughs> Luckily, I've never... <laughs> yeah. That... Yeah. Every now and again, you will see some legit good deals when you know what you're looking for, but I, I can see where you're coming from with, like, when it comes to furniture and that, and, and especially being in the know, especially with the that department. Yeah. Uh, I have never engaged in a Black Friday fist fight over something, but I have seen people... Go to war over Funko Pops before. It was just very eyebrow raising. <laughs> well, it's just like how brainwashed are people? Seriously, like look at something that has a deal on Black Friday. Like let's say it's a, a Nintendo Switch. And they're like, oh, it's, you know, marked down from $800 to $500 for the first, you know, 50 people that come in to get it. So they're all waiting in line to get it. And then if you pay attention three months later, it's still that same price. Mm, yeah. 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 Do a little compare contrast. Yeah. yeah. And, like, with Black Friday shopping, like, it's, like, none of it's, you don't need any of it. It's all just wants. Like, oh, I want this, I want that. Like, if I'm desperate enough, I'll get it. But it's just, like, why are you fighting over a Barbie doll? Yeah. And then making people work when they got family and everybody coming yeah. to town. It's just, yeah. it, retail people suck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, not, not the people that work, but the people that, like, the higher-ups, the elites that, you know. Decision makers. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah, it's 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 the world out there. It's part of the it's part of the Thanksgiving weekend tradition for better or worse. Uh, yeah, but uh, 
one thing that's good is educational games, <laughs> and uh, those are better, right? We all like to get learn while playing games, right? Well, and not only that, but you see these clips of like big cities and people getting in like fist fights and stuff over you know a TV or something. Like, seriously, what's wrong with you? It's like. It's a want, mm-hmm. not a need. The, 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 the frenzy of getting the deal takes over. <laughs> yeah, they're all, well, I can guarantee you now the way things are going, people are just going to run in and loot anyway. Oh, man. What a world, what a world. But, doom and gloom. Uh, <laughs> uh, but one thing that wasn't all doom and gloom are these next batch of clips we're going to throw to. Uh, the first clip uh, for these next two, sh- uh, two uh, discussion segment clips from the past year is us talking about surprisingly good educational games. So Oregon Trail, Carmen Sandiego, and, and a few others. I think, Katie, you had a few on there, too. I think... Uh, Call yeah. of Duty. Uh, did you have... Oh, yeah. uh, I think you had, like, some <laughs> trivia game or something like that I wanted Cahoots, to see. maybe? In Cahoots? school? Yeah. That's what teachers that sounds weird. Right. Or there might have been a mobile app game, I think, you mentioned too. I was kind of reviewing it uh, the other day here, but uh, there was a game that I remember when I was, I don't know if it was maybe junior high, but it was um, like learning uh, geography. It wasn't like Carmen San Diego. No, I was going to say Carmen San Diego. But yeah. no, it would, it would have like uh, animals from certain countries, and then you'd learn like which countries are like with which animals and stuff. And yeah, it was like a puzzle game. People in the chat, we want to know what it is. Help us out. <laughs> Drop us a line if you know the game Paul's talking to or talking about. Uh, and then follow up, following that educational uh, discussion segment, we got another discussion segment talking about our favorite gaming snacks. So if you need recommendation for gaming snacks uh, for your next little multiplayer throwdown party, make sure to check out this clip. A couple of good clips coming up. We'll be back in just a little bit. I think it's towards the bottom. Uh, there you go. That collage there, uneyeball that or down one, uneyeball. There you go. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> there we go. I got this. Uh, the theme of this week is educational games we love, and I just I grabbed to help inspire you guys. I, I grabbed a few random ones that came to mind for me. You can see in the picture behind me, uh, we got uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? The iconic You Have Died of Distance. Terry screen from the old old school green and black <laughs> Apple II version. That's actually what the game is called. No, no, the game's called Oregon Trail. <laughs> no, like that. But that like everybody be, sees that screen. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say that should be the title of a game. You dying of dysentery. Well, I think they got a card a card game version of this you can find in like retail stores now in the board game out called You Have Died of Dysentery. I, I think nice. I think Chris and I actually might have that. And then <laughs> you got yeah, Mavis so teaches awesome. typing. I couldn't find a picture online. There was actually a Mario teaches typing for computers that came out in the early. It was one of the earliest uh, ways where Charles Martin won one of his first roles voicing Mario. <laughs> you're you're missing typing of the dead. Typing. I was thinking of putting that one on here, but I know I've referenced it on past shows. Uh, Mario is missing an edutainment <laughs> game where Mario is kidnapped, and so you actually play as Luigi trying to find uh, Mario and learning history lessons all across the world, finding where Bowser kidnapped Mario. Is that one of the CDI games? Uh, no, it was on computers, and they also did Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Okay. You know. Was it was it like uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, like when they did, like talk super fast? Except for instead of talking super fast and basically showing everywhere around the world, they just like guide you like through history, everything's. Oh, it, it's kind of like that. They guide you around, you know, where in the world is Carmen San Diego, like that too. And then behind me too, another kind of like uh, '80s and '90s favorite number munchers. If you remember I, that one? I do remember that. Yeah, one. I remember that yeah. one. And then uh, for Super Nintendo, I know Paul was asked, 
brought this up a couple weeks ago. Uh, Mario Paint, huge educational oh, software. Yeah, I remember where, that. You think, oh, it's just paint. You go around goof around. But no, you can learn a lot. Uh, I've seen so many countless uh, testimonials about this game where they this is what introduced them into graphic design. And like, if you dig into the features in this game, people have put on YouTube now like all the like the crazy complex and meticulous creations they made in Mario Paint. That you make theme songs, short little videos. It's cool. All kinds of stuff you could find that people made in Mario Paint. This early '90s Super Nintendo game. Some guys are very talented. Yeah. So, well, Liz, I'll throw it to you. Is there an educational game? Doesn't matter if you played it in class, like during computer hall, or on, or if, if it was a game they they had you play as an assignment, or just one of the few games they had available in the computer lab back in the day, or if a game you experienced on your own, uh, educational game that you liked. So um, there's actually a couple. Um, the big one that makes me laugh was when I was in high school. If you got done with your keyboarding lesson, you could either draw on the computer, which was lame back in the day, <laughs> or you could play Frogger. Well, um, I, I got to the point that I was quick enough at typing that I got to spend 45 minutes out of every 50-minute period playing Frogger. Um, I was very good at Frogger. I miss Frogger. Frogger is great. We, we actually played it on the show. We actually played the original Frogger. Paul, Paul is not a fan of Frogger. We, we played the arcade port of Frogger on the show like two or three months ago. Uh, and we forgot how bad we all are at Frogger. <laughs> at least. I was decent. Oh, man. I got a little practice. And, and, um, any other ones that come to mind? Well, and then there's a couple more recent ones. There's uh, Computer simulator where like you are a technician at a computer store and like you're having to problem solve computer problems that yeah, one is PC pretty cool yep. that one's pretty cool um and then yeah. another one that one of my students got me into is called universal sandbox so you have the universe but you can change the densities of the planets and you can change the shapes of the planets and see how that influences everything around them so that's that was rather funny the day that he showed me what what would happen if the earth was square and you can do that in VR. <laughs> it VR too. So it's it's pretty cool. It's just a very cool physics based space game. So very cool, Chris. Throw it to you. Uh, educational games. Doesn't matter if we couple ones we highlighted, or other ones you experienced over the years in school, out of school. Um, well, I remember them playing Oregon Trail when I was in school. I was never into Oregon Trail. Um, I used to play like Lemmings and stuff. I guess that's educational. It teaches you how to deal with. Survival? Uh, yeah, I guess so. And some of them didn't survive, so. And then there's uh, Minecraft, which, you know, teaches that sand can float, I guess. I don't know. Um, no, but... I've heard a lot of good tales about <laughs> teachers using Minecraft yeah, they for, do. There's actually in a, class. There's actually a Minecraft for education, which uh, teaches the kids how to use, um, I think it's Scratch language. Scratch language. Okay. Yeah. Wow. And uh, I always remember um, I was talking to one of one of um, my coworkers a long time ago, and he said his kids started playing like World of Warcraft, and you wouldn't think that'd be educational uh, at all, really. <laughs> so. It teaches you about like building worlds. So well, he he was asking his kids, okay, how do I, how do you make bronze? And the kids are like, well, copper and tin combined. They yeah. learned that by I crafting mean. World of Warcraft. Yeah, so I know my I nephew was yeah. one of the first games he got into. It was like his gateway <laughs> into gaming was Minecraft, and I actually yep. end up picking up the. Xbox 360 version, we'd play split screen, and I just let him guide me around for what he wanted to do, and it didn't even matter if he didn't know what he was doing or not, but the more he played over the years, the more and more he got into creating, like, he's, like just exactly yeah. like you mentioned, like, all these uh, more and more intricate designs it's, and it's crafting. Not, I wouldn't say it's <clears throat> educational, I would say it's 
your creativity. It's like yeah. playing with Legos. It's, yeah, it's like a video game version yeah. of Legos. Yeah, uh, I see Paul's about to jump here on Mike. What's some of your favorite educational games? Well, so there's something that uh, it sparked a memory. I can't remember the name of the game or whatever it is, but it kind of came out the same time as like Carmen San Diego. But I, it reminds me of uh, my kids have like this little platform toy thing where you put the slides in and you get like the different uh, maps and different animals and all that kind of stuff. But there was a, a game that you would play back when you were in like junior high and it would highlight all of the, you know, the different countries and you'd have to, I don't, know if, I don't know if this is recalling anybody's memory, but yeah. It was, I'm thinking Carmen San Diego maybe, but you're hunting down a, a villain, a henchman or that stole something. No, it wasn't even uh, like a, you had to get to the end of it. It was just a game where you... Kind of almost more like trivia, mm -hmm. but you would get to see, you know, like the different places on the maps and all that kind of stuff. I'm trying to think of it off the top of my head. I'm I'm drawing. I I'm not drawing up anything off the top of my head. Chris, Liz, that ring a bell. I mean, this would have been in the early '80s. Or, oh, early '80s. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. like yeah, on so computers could, from back in the day. Yep. Okay. Gosh. So you would have had me be mm. '90s kid. So, <laughs> you know, anybody in the chat that can yes. remember this, uh, let That's let us know what it is because I I it's in the back of my head. I know it's there, but I don't know what it was called or where it came so, from. So, uh, yeah, one of the real early generation uh, PC games from early 80s or so. Only thing I can think of in the 80s was Might and Magic. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny because that's how I learned how to read. Mm -hmm. I wanted, you know, I saw my dad playing and it was Might and Magic at the time was just a wall of text with a little stagnant picture. Mm. And you would have to type in two steps forward, turn right. Oh, yeah, yeah, text-based <laughs> games. That yeah. is how I learned how to read. Yeah, because yeah, so I wanted to play the game. The picture on the box was cool. So by the time I entered kindergarten, I was playing Might and Magic on my own. Like, yeah. I knew how to open the game up by myself. I knew how to read it well enough to play the game yeah. and type in the commands. So Yeah, a lot of cognitive abilities. Is Zork, uh, was it Colossal Cave Adventure, all those, like, text-based adventure games? I, I played a game like that when I was in high school. Um, it was a MUD, multi-user dungeon. Oh, right, yeah. It was a non-graphical RPG of sorts. Yeah. But um, I actually, like, created a character and... Um, MMOs before MMOs. Yeah, and I was programming scripts for it, so I was actually creating this character like I could tell commands to do pretty much basically like AI before AI. Wow. So. Yeah, I, I knew a couple people that I'd seen in computer lab playing. I'm like, what's this? Oh, it's a mud. And I'm like, I'd watch them. I'm like, oh, that's too many words. I'm thinking at the it time. I regret not playing it, putting more time in it, all it these years later. Victor, how about for you, educational games that you got into? Um, much like Frogger, too. I played a lot of Frogger, like, nonstop. And, um, of course, there was uh, that lady you see behind you, uh, the Scarlet with the Scarlet jacket, and, of course, in the Scarlet hat. We I played that a lot. I always wondered what it was. Good old Carmen San Diego. Yeah, but she just, yeah, she was so, so cool to me. She she reminded me of, uh, what was it? Uh, not, uh, not Pepe Long, sorry, obviously, but, um, freak, what was her name? Uh, Nancy Drew, except for she was more badass, and so she, like, just traveled the world, stopped villains, and, you know, teaching us where to go, and how to go there, you know, and stuff like that, um, and we played, I played a lot of that, I just thought that was just so interesting to me, because I, I just never had played it before, and when I 
was alone in the computer lab. I was like, oh, let's give this a try. And this was fun. Um, and then I used to play a lot of Arthur, uh, a lot of Dr. Seuss games, uh, just because they, they had a, in the library, they had like a bunch of games. And then I would pick for a lot of Dr. Seuss games and like they would go through all the books. And, you know, um, of course, I learned how to read through comic books and through Dr. Seuss books. Uh, but th this was just a game that was so fun because it's Dr. Seuss, man. I love Dr. Seuss. Um, and Arthur, of course, if you ever, I know you all have seen the show Arthur, so I mean, just teaching a lot about reading and writing and everything. So those are just fun games to play. Um, there was also like animal learning games, like uh, I forget because it was a show, and I what was it? It was um, not Eyewitness, but what was that show? It was one of my favorite shows too. And they had v the VHS tapes of it too. It ran like a long, long time ago. But um, they basically like, tell you about animals and every species of them, and they were so freaking cool. And I really wish they'd have those games again because um, I used to play them, like, nonstop when I was there. Uh, but, yeah, it was usually, like, that, Frogger, Arthur, Dr. Seuss. Like, all the good hot license properties were all <laughs> yeah. suckers for just to take in all our childhood favorites. I mean, if you, if you, like, live the rest of your life and don't play those games, you would have a very sad childhood. It's like not – it's like watching basically – you know, paint dry. And would you rather watch paint dry than, than play these educational games? Come on. Yeah, between the two, you would rather choose the computer game, I bet you. So, um, Yeah, I guess for a couple of my own here, I think we pretty much covered most so much Oregon Trail and Computer Lab at school. I loved it. Uh, I know they still do new incarnation. I think they just put a new incarnation out on the Switch like a, within the last year. Yeah, I uh, and they still do. Ver I, I love the old school, like the version you see behind me, like the green and black one. I think they put a color version out on a Mac, too. I think I played the color version, too. But, uh, yeah, just seeing how far you can make it, get, get just just so mad and furious that every time you couldn't float the dang wagon across the river and uh, and all the various forts you can make it to. A lot of Carmen San Diego, all the various spinoffs. I just loved hunting down on the... I watched the, the TV game show on PBS growing up so much. Same. Yeah, that, that just do experience world they tricked me into learning world trivia and geography and where everything all the countries were located oh. if, if they get to the final round where they'd have the continent and they have to put a marker on what each country on the map is i felt so bad for the kid that wound up with africa because that geography <laughs> for africa is like changing each and every year yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, on top of that and then there's like what 30 countries in Africa compared to probably like a third of that to average uh, other continents. But uh, yeah, love that. And uh, have you seen Europe recently? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's a whole other story for a whole other day. But uh, um, but yeah, those the are just a, 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 a couple of my favorites. Um, and then I I do got a clip here of one of these games. I know I've referenced it for a couple of times on past shows, uh, but I, we've never seen it in action. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Uh, you know, they also did Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego, Where in the USA is Carmen Sandiego. But they're, believe it or not, for uh, newer listeners who haven't uh, heard about it, there is actually a where in North Dakota in, is Carmen San Diego. At the what? time, playing, no I just saw it recently. playing it as a kid, I thought yeah, they actually had it. Joe Blacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, playing it as a kid, I She's thought at level ten. They had it in our computer lab because they had all the other Carmen San Diego games. I just thought, oh, all the other states got to have versions of this, but no, North Dakota is the only one who has it. So I, we got a video clip of it queued up here, and I will give it some game volume as we switch it over. So here we go. I think I got a fun little title screen. We are about to switch over. Here we go. Where in North Dakota is Carmen San Diego? Give us some game. <laughs> 
Yeah, 100 year anniversary of North Dakota. So the, the story behind this is a bunch of Minot teachers actually contacted the the game developers over at, uh, I, th I think at the time it was Broderbun that was doing the Carmen San Diego games. I could be off on that, but uh, I know the rights are switched over to, I think, the learning company or the adventure company in more recent years. Uh, Paul, if you want to switch to the, like, the uh, 208 timestamp here, I think we could see how they set up a case. So, oh, of course, an evil, evil ad. Uh, I guess the YouTube credit for this is the Apple Adventures. They put up this little gameplay segment here. So there you go. Oh, they actually got the floppy. Yeah, old school floppy disk. Switch to the other side. You get you get assigned the case. And this is all the Carmen San Diego games. You're going around investigating uh, various towns in North Dakota, in this case. In, and you go around interviewing people, using clues from your notebook to find out where a henchman stole an object valuable to North Dakota uh, history. And you got to find the henchman and track it down. So there you can see in the gameplay footage, they're going around investigating. Uh, there's actually a really good story. Uh, I'll, I'll try and work this in the notes too. Uh, if you go to gamehistory.org or just search on Google game history, uh, where in North Dakota is Carmen San Diego, the Video Game History Foundation did a great in-depth uh, article on the history on how this game came to be to enlighten it. This game is super rare, by the way. The only way to get this game was through mail order through Broderbun. So wow. they didn't even sell it in stores. But yeah, if you go ahead and jump maybe to like the... Uh, 355 point here uh, and you can see a, a little more switch up there where they probably they i pro wish i did all these years later yeah i was about to say i'm pretty sure if they bought it they'd be like dude i could just like go find her myself i mean it's, I a, it's, it's, it's a computer game so you can obviously i think they actually officially have it archived on archive.org so you could play it legally online except for i think hatton and watford sitting on opposite sides of the state so it might Take it a little longer than playing the game. <laughs> but yeah. Pro yeah, that probably would suck. <laughs> but it would be Where's like... Carmen? She's doing meth in Belcourt. Oh, no. Oh, no. Are you sure she's not in Joe Black's? <laughs> Oh, but and and then you get it was called Joe DiMaggio's back then. And then you really? get yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Joe DiMaggio's from back then. Amazing. I Gosh. love that. Place. Yeah. Yeah, they had some killer burgers there way back when. And if you want to go ahead and jump to like the 7:30 mark there, that's kind of like where they wrap up a case. You can see what it's like when they catch the burglar and all that. So, uh yeah, you go around investigating trying to you're getting on the on the burglar's trail and then they're actually loading up the ending here so you can see what it's like when you catch the burglar <laughs> or the henchman hey it's the dakota queen yeah the riverboat yeah, okay. yeah. yeah this game yeah. yeah all the teachers provided like the that. the historical context because this is back before the days of online wikipedias and yeah, internet Boom. That's, that's crazy. no i just didn't know that we had actually a boat like it that used to go up and yeah. down the red river but yeah we used to block, dock in grand forks here like oh. if you go in the farmer's market area and you see that big entrance oh it's, a, yeah. it's, it's one of the dakota of. queens yeah oh. it's one of the, well it it's a replica it was, it was a restaurant what's that it was a restaurant yeah oh also yeah yeah i remember yeah they used to do the riverboat rides on the red river i yep. used to do that oh. I yeah think we did a field trip i remember so i mean i remember growing up because the the riverboat you know it would go up and down the river and they had a restaurant in there it was a really really cool thing because yeah. this thing you know it, it still used the old paddles and everything to get going but i remember because they docked it down at the the river be when they closed down and it was there for years yeah before somebody there. before somebody removed it was so it? me and my my buddies i because i lived in riverside park and yeah, that's where it was and we would just go horse around in there all the time and it was just like this abandoned cool old ship i mean i don't know call it a ship but 
Yeah, boat. Yeah, big floating boat. thing. Big, big, you're, big house boat looking. Yeah, thing, your own personal you know. playground. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if we want to get it off here. That's yeah. the end of the clip here. There you go. Hey, there we go. But yeah, that, gosh, that must have been awesome having your own personal playground. The, the yeah, that's right. And it's all come back to me. Yeah, the old riverboat. It used to, it sat yeah dormant in there when it was out of business. For, what would you say? Like a good three or four or five years or so. It was in the eighties, early nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I probably sat there for maybe shortly probably, before the flood. Probably three or yeah, four years at least before the flood. Yeah, yeah I was about yep. to say I was a little kid, think, so that probably yeah be before my time. Yeah, and they got rid of it way before the flood in '97, mm-hmm. but yeah, the whole, it was a good time. Yeah. Oh gosh, I'm jealous. Uh, but yeah, so there you go, and yeah, I'll try and get a link to that in the show notes. You'll find out all about how. <laughs> Where in how where in North Dakota is Carmen San Diego came to be a really good article and yeah, like I said, the game goes for a ton online. They didn't make that many copies of it, but uh but yeah, so there you go. Educational games. They probably made enough copies for everybody that owned a computer in the eighties in North Dakota. Right. That was about it. Like three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh I, I think they in that article they officially said how many copies they sold. And I think it's like in the very low four figures or, or upper three figures, maybe just route right around a thousand copies. But really? Uh, that was it? Because it was only available through mail order back in the day, before internet and all that. In North Dakota, so yeah, I, I mean, fair, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, like, guys, really, like, only a thousand? Because I mean, I mean, I know it was like mail order, but still, like, <laughs> but we'll keep things moving along here. We got a couple of noteworthy new releases, and now we're doing for the show, so and, and it may help jog some memories. So, there we go. How about that? I'll shoot it over to Paul here, there, so you can see a little more variety. So, I'm kind of curious for you guys, what's if you if you've had a lengthy gaming session, you know you like your uh, the kind of like the gaming cliche is oh the ch- cheddar fingered Cheetos and stuff like that and uh, and all other kinds of stuff. What's your favorite gaming snack from over the years? Or have you mixed things up? Are you like a snack mix, potato chips, or are you seen some of those options? Cookies, licorice. Uh, Joe, since you're the guest this week, what's been some of your go-to gaming snacks from over the years? Um, I don't know. It's uh... A little bit of this and that. I would say sometimes it's just like your standard, uh, you know, chips like Doritos or, or Cheetos, always solid. Otherwise, I think like Tootsie Rolls and or Reese's Pieces have been the standard. It's real weird, but I'm like, all right. Reese's are good. Milk duds even. Oh, wait, here's, here's, an awesome, here's an awesome question from over the years. Reese's or Reese's? Reese's. Reese's. But, uh, They're interchangeable. To me. Yeah. Reese's. Reese's. Reese's, yeah. yeah. But it's so so cool when you say Reese's. I want a Reese's Blizzard. Say that in the drive through there. I think that's the way they tried to get it going on yeah, for a while. People say Reese's are stupid. Oh, I mean, I'm not arguing that. Reese's. No, it's just like pop and, you know, pop and Coke and yeah, soda. And, 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 yeah, and it's like some people are like, no, it's this. I'm like, okay, literally doesn't matter. If you want to be literal, it's like sun kissed <laughs> or, or whatever. It's, uh. Yeah, it should be, I mean, it's almost like recess. Paul, ultimate gaming snack from over the years that you like, even from your younger days or recent years, what do you like to sit down with for a little snack when you got extended gaming sessions? Uh, well, you smoke a lot of weed, and so <laughs> then I would, anything's good. So it was I, always yeah. it was always uh, uh, spicy Doritos and Mountain Dew. To be fair, I'm actually more <laughs> on the pop side. Actually, um, I'm not kind of like Katie. I'm not as much into sweets, but that's. A, that's why I'm like, I don't even have it at the house anymore. <laughs> no. So, Katie, ultimate gaming snacks from Definitely over the years. for the Wii. Many hours of playing Wii tennis. Um, goldfish. 
Uh, have a lot of weed and pl- ha- eat them goldfish. Yes. <laughs> no, we. I know we Nintendo <laughs> we. I know. I'm just yeah. joking. Mm-hmm. So goldfish, yeah, goldfish are good. No, those are on the picture behind. Yeah, pretzels. I'm always a uh, sucker for pretzels or cookies. Oh, yeah, those yogurt colored pretzel things. Yep, that. Yeah. Those it, white pretzel things. Oh, okay, like white coated. Those yeah. are amazing. Yeah. Well, that's just white chocolate, isn't it? They're so good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. I think yeah. they're a little bit better on the animal crackers, honestly. <laughs> oh yeah. But like, it, it depends on the brand. I will say that. Like the cheap ones are like okay, but the other ones are like yeah. And it depends on the weed. <laughs> what mood you're in for the day yeah <laughs> exactly oh my gosh that's pretty good you know it's funny sometimes I, you could just eat air and it's good <laughs> eat air yeah oh man this air let me tell you i mean they this, did, this is this is a premium air not the store brand air you could sell in the movie Spaceballs. you could sell it to somebody probably oh yeah can't sell air in air in a can yep. yeah yeah oh my gosh water. <laughs> yeah no, Man, let's get some ready whip, yo. Yeah. Don't don't test them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Go to the store. Yeah. Where's your ready whip? I'm gonna make some cakes. Yeah. Yeah. I need to get some ready whip for some cakes. Yes. Yeah. I only need ten bottles. Ten models of ready whip. And we oh need my flavors. gosh. We need like banana stream crab or something like that. So it's like you don't have to put the other stuff in there. What's funny about like you know the whipped cream thing is. And somebody actually, like, if you have it in your house and then your mom goes to use it and she's just like, who took all the nitrous out of this and it just won't spray? Yeah. If you, if you know, you know. You know, you know. Exactly. Oh, good times. All right, people in the chat, we want to hear what you guys have to say, too. What's some of your favorite uh, just uh, gaming snacks from over the years? I know it's funny. We were talking with Jake. He was on the wrestling show on GFPS last week. And we were kind of talking about Macho Man. Memories. He was one of his list for top five wrestlers of all time. That was the latest wrestling episode, and he mentioned Macho Man. We're kind of reminiscing over the Slim Jim commercials. I know I bought way too many of those god awful meat sticks, and uh, they're okay, but they they're done, disgusting. Yeah, they're they're, not they're great. nothing great. Uh, but yeah, the Macho Man commercials definitely led me to buying way too many of them. I'm like, well, if Macho Man says they're great, and uh, but no, but, yeah. So, Isn't that weird advertising they used to have, like with the guy with the weird hair that was tall? Like, oh, the like, guy that replaced Macho Man with the big, the big tall wig for yeah. the Slim Jim mascot. You remember that, him? I don't remember that at all. It, it was so weird. And actually, like I, I kind of bought it for like, oh, I'll give Slim Jim another try. Yeah, ah, it's just unless it's spicy mm-hmm. ones or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah. But yeah, those are that's our discussion segment for the week. Ultimate gaming snacks. Uh, yeah, leave leave your uh, your comments in the chat. There, what you you guys have to say for your favorite gaming snacks and. Uh, all right, we're back. Next part. And welcome back to the second annual Midwest Super Pixel Pros Best of Extravaganza Discussion Segment Spectacular. All right. So uh, we hope you are all having a great Thanksgiving weekend and getting the absolute most of your turkey day leftovers. Have any of you guys started making turkey day sandwiches yet? The day after, is that a thing? That's always a thing for me. Make turkey Thanksgiving dinner sandwiches oh, out yeah. of your leftovers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's... Definitely a thing. Yeah. Or turkey soup. or tur- I know a lot of people do that, too. Uh, I, I normally just do it like I did on Thanksgiving. I just dump a bunch of gravy on everything and reheat it. <laughs> yep. I do that, too. But turkeys, uh, Thanksgiving dinner sandwiches, just, you know, piece of bread there, open face, you know, dressing, turkey. Uh, yeah, the whole mashed potatoes, great stuff. What does Katie like to do? Okay. I know it's what is dress. I know what stuffing is. What's dressing? I'm. Why well, don't I? Oh, I realize. well, the difference is uh, uh, dressing is kind of like stuffing, uh, similar texture, but you just make it on the stovetop, not in the oven inside the turkey. Oh, okay. 
Okay, well, I guess it's been a year, so I don't remember. But I don't, I don't like any of that stuff. But oh, dressing is oh, I always thought they were the same thing. It was yeah, just like tomato, tomato. Yeah. No, yeah, there is a difference. I mean, they taste pretty similar, but I it seems like the best, at least for me, anyways. I most people attack to dressing is the preferred way to go because you get a way better taste when you got you know when it's cooking right inside the turkey. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, because stuffing, if it, if it's you know you make it just the stovers, mm. whatever. You know, you just add water. It's already pre-mixed. Yeah. That's not, that's not the you same. Know, as, you know, it's, it's like yeah. instant mashed potatoes versus, you know, actual legit mashed potatoes yep. from real potatoes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, all kinds of ways to get the most out of your turkey leftovers. Uh, turn down the music a little bit. Oh, yep. There we go. Boom. Uh, so we got one last pair of clips that I'm so stoked to introduce. But before we get to those, uh, we got to give a shout out to uh, our, our last friend, group of friends here, our last sponsor, River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill. Go ahead and make them your next dinner and a movie destination. They're both located in the River Ball in East Grand Forks. Now, you can either dine inside the movie-packed, uh, movie memorabilia packed restaurant the Shire, or take your meal to go to the movie you're attending. I've done that a couple of times. Nice, nice way to mix it up from the standard popcorn fare there. Uh, some of this week's featured attractions are The Marvels, Five Nights at Freddy's, Journey to Bethlehem, After Death, and of the flashback movie of the week, Gremlins, the great classic Christmas movie of a slightly different variety. Uh, you can find the complete showtimes and listings online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday special $5 movies all day long and the 550 senior matinee specials on Wednesdays and Thursdays. As you can see in the video behind me, River Cinema has luxury recliners, and they have expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages. They are family-owned and operated by the same company that runs the Grand Theater in Crookston, and for their showtimes, check out morefamilytheaters.com. Okay, now, uh, so I, I, I got to ask you guys, uh, our last two episodes uh, for our discussion segment, uh, we, we, uh, I kind of threw it on you last minute. It was a little bit of a surprise, just a little bit of a surprise. Uh, uh, the dramatic <laughs> theater reading where we all participated in a screenplay. I found the screenplay. It was a hidden secret inside a game, and I was like, we got we got we got to do a, a live reading of this on the show. This is so corny and over the top that uh, yeah, it, you had a chance to look back on it. I know I had a couple of friends told me they saw it and they were like, "What in the world?" I had a blast doing it. Now that we're a couple of weeks removed from it, what thoughts from uh, it, it's called Time Knife? Uh, it's gonna be coming up here in a little bit. Yeah, Knife. Time Knife. Uh, <laughs> Katie, uh, thoughts? Uh, your thoughts? Looking back on the two Time Knife uh, screenplay reading sessions. I loved it because it's funny and it's different and it's something I haven't honestly I haven't spoken a play since like high school. It's like we always used to do that. And it's just funny just thinking back to the funny days where we'd have like accents and everything. But no, I, I, I enjoyed it. So fine. Yes. It's really liked. So so fine. What what a very attractive screenplay. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm having play. I never actually was in the arts. I never ever was in a play other than like, you know, elementary school plays. But uh, uh, I do remember in high school and middle school, uh, everyone having their textbooks open, everyone having a part to read, taking mm -hmm. turns. Or I, I would be like, you know, street kid number eight. I'd uh, adore my two lines I would have. But uh, Paul flashbacks of reflections on your on, on your time knife readings as the one and only bruce savage oh hollywood here i come <laughs> yeah no it was a lot of fun prep those headshots yo <laughs> it, yeah i mean it was just it's just funny you know i, I think that it's a, a really good i would listen to it uh you know if i was 
listening to a podcast on my way to go some like you know on a road trip or something i think that, that would just make the drive just that much more pleasurable now you're in for a treat here because i'm going to throw to it here and i got rid of the, i kind of did this whole intro but times three times as long because i completely threw it at you just out of the blue there and so uh, you won't hear it it's gonna the clip's gonna jump right into the play with part two jumping in right behind it there so little to no lag in between each parts there so it's nice one nice smooth like about i want to say it's like about 25 minutes or so part one and two give or take a few minutes but here you go parts one and two of our dramatic screenplay reading of time knife Collectible, and I'm like, we, we're going to reenact this on the show. Here's a script for Katie. So, once again, Paul, you're Bruce. Oh, yeah, I'm totally Bruce. He's sexually yeah. attractive. <laughs> D- Derek, you're Slavo. I'm the narrator. Rose, you're Paul Levine. Uh, Katie, you're a lady scientist. And uh, that, yeah, we, got, we got our fun, suspenseful crime music playing in the background. This is going to be a treat. So, I'll be the narrator or kicking something. things off. And so, and the, this guy, you could, he's hamming it up. This is the first screenplay he ever wrote, and by the way he wrote his dialogue, he thinks this is the greatest play ever. So we're going to increase our little music here. So I'm going to kick off the narration. Bruce Savage stands in his office. He is sexually attractive. (laughs) Somebody knocks on Bruce's door, and he opens it. It's a scientist lady. She looks like a librarian with glasses, but she is actually a scientist. You could tell because she has a lab coat. Oh, wait, sorry, one more time. Katie, I didn't have your mic. We need to get that. Katie. It's all right, you got this, Katie. Well, it's all right. Help me. That's right, lean Help into it. Me. Oh, man, there's drama. Bruce. Okay. All right. <laughs> Lady Scientist follows up with Take this knife because <laughs> I'm laughing. Mm. Take this knife because some bad apples are trying to steal it. And it is very important. <laughs> Bruce. Okay. And Lady Scientist is so intrigued with these bad apples that she she has she 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 she, she has a very intriguing question for, for Bruce. What is your name, Hanzo? <laughs> I'm Bruce. Let's shake hands. You guys can get us you guys can lead into it and reenact it here for, for the sake of the camera. Wow, you almost broke my hand with that handshake. You are definitely a tough guy. She's impressed with Bruce's strength. She looks at his large biceps. Like they are delicious pieces of ham, but she doesn't want to eat them. What in the heck are we doing? And she responds to Bruce's bicep flex with... (laughs) I think think it got printed out wrong. Yeah, I don't know where no, that, that's, do you got, here is, that's your line? Here is a knife. Yes. And then, oh, yeah, hey, this will be the knife for the sake of it. Here we go. Great. Pretend this is a knife. <laughs> All right. So, the lady scientist hands Bruce the knife. It looks mostly like a knife, but also like a time machine, because it is both a knife and a time machine, but Bruce doesn't know that yet. All of a sudden, goons break through the windows and shoot the scientist lady. She dies. Oh, well. Avenge me. <laughs> okay. Bruce Bruce kills the goons with his legs by doing lots of kicking at them. They are dead real quick. <laughs> Looks like I got a leg up on you guys. 
There we go. All right. The audience probably laughs here. So Bruce waits to deliver his next line for around five seconds. So everybody has calmed down. What is so special about this knife? <laughs> Bruce stabs the knife into his chair. Pew. There's a chair right behind Bruce as we're reading this. It is not being stabbed at the moment. Oh, there we go. Hey, the chair disappears. Bruce has a line. Oh, I thought you were reading the other part. Interesting. Oh, no. No, no, you skipped a line, Paul. He looks at the picture on his no. wall. Wait, one sec. We're killing it. Bruce, Bruce says the line, what is so special about this knife? Right? You look up a little bit. Oh, what is... <laughs> Bruce stabs a knife into this chair. The chair disappears. Now, now here's your line. Now I gotta find it again. <laughs> oh no. He looks at the picture on his wall. <laughs> oh, you missed it again. <laughs> oh, interesting. No, up one. Up one. The chair traveled back no. in. No, up one, Paul. Or Bruce. Bruce. The chair disappeared. The chair disappears. <laughs> This is going great. He looks at a picture on his wall, which is a big photograph from 1932 with lots of people from 1932 in it. Bruce's chair is in the picture. Interesting. My chair traveled back in time to 1932 when I stabbed it. When I stab things, they travel through time. That explains why this knife looks like a knife, but also like a time machine because it is both. 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 All Bruce's this, real all, wait, no, goofy... This is, this is narrator. Narr the, the narration. Narration, Paul. We got this. We got this. <laughs> Big team. We got this. Pro play, pro dra dramatizers here. We should Big have team. rehearsed this. No, surprise. Element of surprise. This is way better. I'm going to make this its own clip and put it on the internet. Oh, gosh. Cinema gold, folks. All of a sudden, Bruce's real goofy friend from across the hall runs into the room. He trips on something on the floor. His name is Slavo. He isn't as fat as his name sounds. Oh, yeah. Oh, we got our sitcom crowd clap applause for Slavo. There we go. This is Slavo's catchphrase, and he says it in a real funny way. Bruce, you saved my life. The scientist lady was only faking being dead. Are you married? Bruce. Oh, only to my job. Well, I find that attractive, but also respectable. She kisses Bruce's cheeks. What about my cheek? Oh, man. That is Slabo's other catchphrase, which he says in a different but equally funny way. <laughs> Bruce waits a few seconds for the audience to stop laughing before speaking. Wait, those lips were man lips. Not woman lips. <laughs> Bruce pulls off the scientist lady's wig. She's actually Bruce's boss, Paul Marine. Paul Marine is a douche. My boss? But why? I wanted you to kill those guys because they wanted me dead. I knew you were real tough, so could kill them easy, but I don't respect you as an employee, so I always make you do the shitty jobs, <laughs> even though you've been working at my company more than most of the other guys, and you're real smart. Also, I don't like you because my girlfriend finds you sexually attractive. <laughs> uh, 
Awesome, awesome Paul Marine there. Now I understand. Paul Marine snaps his fingers, and 73 goons surround Bruce. I don't have time for this. Oh, wait, one sec. Paul Marine had a line. You can't kill 73 goons, so give it up. I don't have time for this. <laughs> Salabo. Oh, wait, uh... Bruce stabs himself with a time knife and disappears. Oh, I'm about to. He time traveled using the time knife. All right. Bruce opens the door. Now he is twice as jacked. Oh, no, we got an evil auto ad. Evil, evil auto ad. You're even more sexually attractive. How is this possible? I... <laughs> traveled back to the past then trained in all kinds of martial arts to become even stronger I also strapped explosive into everybody's boots in the past so that when I press the detonator you will all explode oh yeah <laughs> I'm glad I'm <laughs> Because business is booming. <laughs> no, that's my line. Oh. oh, wait. I think he had a... Uh... Oh, luckily. No, right there. Yeah. Why? <laughs> there we go. Why? Well, you, you gave Roosevelt the guy with the name of Paul, which is totally confusing. But, but Paul, you're a natural Bruce. Oh, okay. Because business is booming. Is booming. Bruce presses the detonator. Oh, wait. No, that's oh. the narrator. Oh. Here we go. <laughs> Bruce presses the detonator. All 73 goons blow up like eggs in a microwave. Paul Marine doesn't explode. <laughs> Luckily, I used my metal detector this morning and found the explosives, so I switched boots with somebody else. Say, Slabo, who boots are you wearing? No! Slabo explodes. My best friend, you'll pay for this. You don't want to stab me with that time knife. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, there you go. <laughs> because I'm actually you from the future. That doesn't make sense. Yes, it does. Remember that one time? That one time knife is also a time machine? <laughs> I am you from the future, but I stabbed myself with the time knife. Oh my, the time knife in order to come back here and do it all this. <laughs> all right. New page. Bruce has a line for us. What page? Uh, the, the, Paul, the line that says, but we don't. On the back. That's the top of the line of the page, but we don't. Paul. I don't, I don't have that one. What? No, you're, it should be on the back of the other page. Maybe on the back of the, the music stopped too. <laughs> oh wait, no, no, it's still going. It's just We've between tracks. So long. But we don't. That's your. Oh. <laughs> okay. You got this, Paul. You got this. It's Bruce. Bruce. Yeah. Bruce. I'm so Paul. We don't look the oh, same. Yes. Oh, there oh, we go. Paul God. has a little bit of a line there. Paul Marine has a line. That is a good point, and I'm glad you brought it up. First, I time traveled 700 years into the future to a time where humans have created advanced technology that allows surgeries that completely change people's face and bodies. 
I had the surgery performed so that you wouldn't be able to recognize me, but I actually, you in disguise. I can prove it because I know many things about you. Like what? You have a birthmark on your left ankle. I do have a birthmark on my left ankle. I'm starting to believe you now. As you should. Because even though I have a new body, I kept that birthmark on my ankle so that when I met you, I could prove that I was actually you from the future. I will show you. All right. So. Paul lifts up the leg of his pants, but there is no birthmark. Instead, there is an ankle holster for a gun. Paul pulls out the gun and aims it at Bruce. I was lying this whole time. I'm not actually you. I was just saying all of that so that I could get my gun. Some mumba bitch. Also, in the future, I melted the time knife and turned it into bullets. Those bullets are now in the gun, which means that I can shoot you, but also send you through time all at once. Finally, you will be out of my way that I can marry my girlfriend so fine later today before you are able to tell her that I'm a real shitty guy. I didn't know you were getting married today. I know. My girlfriend, so fine, made an invitation for you because she admires you and thinks you're sexually attractive. But I destroyed the invitation and then lied to her and said I gave it to you at work. But now I am here to give you a different invitation to your funeral. Bam! Uh-oh. Oh. Paul Marine shoots at Bruce. Slabo jumps in front of Bruce. No! <laughs> Slabo wasn't actually dead. He jumps in front of the bullets and is shot several times. Now he's actually dying. Avenge me. What was that? Avenge me. Bruce. Okay. <laughs> Bruce goes to attack Paul Marine, Ugh. but now Paul Marine has disappeared. He's gone. Slabo is dying on the ground, covered in blood. His body is red, like a hot dog covered in lots of ketchup. You must stop the wedding. You are totally a better guy and clearly more attractive than Paul. You should be dating his girlfriend, Sophie. Slabo, <laughs> Slabo dies. Bruce just sits there next to Slabo for a while because many people will be crying at this point. He eventually gets up. <laughs> Bruce? Oh! Looks like I'm going to a wedding after all. He holds out the nope. time knife. He holds out the time knife. <laughs> oh Bruce, Bruce has a great line. Somebody's gotta cut the cake. Cut the cake means he's going to kill Paul. The audience will understand because of the way the actor says it. It's a real intense moment. Puts on the shades. Bruce puts on his shades. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Alrighty then. End of act one. Oh, so we got three more acts? No, oh. that was half. There's one more half of this. We'll read that on our next show in two weeks. Oh. Hey guys, yeah. what? So where are we starting with? Uh, uh, right here at the beginning. Hey, well, Sophia. Well, no, no. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be doing the narration. <laughs> All right, here we go. Act, act two. Bruce has just had his best friend killed by his boss, Paul Marine. 
Bruce now has a time knife that sends things through time if he stabs them. He's going to Paul Marine's wedding now to tell his girlfriend so fine not to marry him, not to marry him because he's a real shitty guy. This brings us to International Wedding Building Day. It is a wedding. Paul Marine and his girlfriend so fine are getting married. So fine is real attractive. If most girls are ham sandwiches, then she would be a 16-ounce steak. Bruce enters the wedding building. Bruce, stop. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, no need to read, read the name of the character's line. Just, just, the, just, the, just the line will suffice, good sir. <laughs> I love it. Uh, so fine. Bruce! Oh, I'm so happy you came. <laughs> really? <laughs> We're at an impasse. Paul Marine. He's a real shitty guy. <laughs> I don't, I don't, uh, Bruce Savage. I'm not quite sure we got that line. Can can you please do, uh, g- give us one more? You can't marry Paul Marine. He's a real shitty guy. <laughs> Why? Can somebody turn the AC on? <laughs> uh, I, 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 I got gotcha. you. Give me one sec here. Uh, okay. All, right. All right. All right. So oh, who's Paul Marine? Uh, he already said. Yeah. Oh, you said he's lying already? Yep. Oh, lying. I'm not. He killed my best friend with time bullets. That's impossible. Time doesn't tra- Time travel doesn't exist yet. That's what they want us to think, but I actually have a knife that is also a time Here's your machine knife, and sends people through time when I stab them. I want to believe you, but that don't make sense. I will prove it. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, here's a bunch of money wait, for wait, lottery wait, wait, tickets. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Bruce said, I will prove it. So Bruce grabs So Fine's mom, who's just there to enjoy the wedding, and then Bruce states, I will prove it. <laughs> Bruce grabs <laughs> So Fine's mom. Oh, here's a bunch of money for lottery tickets. Bruce gives So Fine's mom a bunch of money for lottery tickets. He stabs her with the time knife, but gently, not violently, just so she will travel through time. She disappears. So Fine's mom enters the wedding building. She is now wearing different clothes. He is right. He stabbed me gently with the knife, and I was sent to the past. He also gave me a bunch of money, which I used to buy a lottery ticket. That I knew would win, and now I have a million dollars. You helped my mom be rich. Thank you, Bruce. You made me rich the first moment I saw you. Rich in my heart with love. I always loved you most. But Paul Marine and I already just got married. You're too late. Or is he? <laughs> the minister pulls off his mask. He's actually the first president of the United States of America, George Washington. Bruce knew you were getting married, so he stabbed himself and traveled to the past. Then stabbed me so that I would be sent to this time. I then pretended to be a wedding minister for the ceremony, but I'm actually not a minister at all, which means the marriage isn't official. You did all of this for me? Yes, 
I stabbed George Washington because I love you. Also, the man you were about to marry wasn't actually Paul Marine. Paul Marine takes off his mask. It's Swabo, Bruce's best friend. Oh, that's me. This is actually a fake wedding. I saved Slabo's life and then had him disguise himself as your boyfriend to make this look real, but it was actually a test to see if we were meant to be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe Sofine is, is stunned and needs a moment to compose herself to, before responding with a resilient... <laughs> The only thing meant to be is your death. So fine. Pulls out a gun. She pulls off her mask. It's the real Paul Marine. But how? I followed you to the past. Using my kind voice and discovered your plan to marry so fine. So already marry so fine in the past. She didn't want to, but then I showed her this baby. Paul Marine reveals a baby. I told her that this baby was actually our baby from the future and that I used time bullets to travel with the baby back to the past to show her that we had a family together in the future. But in reality, it's just a baby that I stole that isn't mine. Then whose baby is it? The real so fine enters wearing futuristic pants and a shirt. Hours. You are so fine from the future. Uh, I, I think the phrasing was a little. No, off. I wasn't even nailed it. Oh, are you so fine from the future? <laughs> yes, you are very quick to understand things. I came to the past to tell you that in the future, you and I got married, Bruce. We had a very active and. <laughs> wait, wait, what was that? <laughs> You know what I said. <laughs> no, I, I didn't hear it. I didn't hear future. it. Wait, what? Future child. Whoa, what kind of word is that? Uruj? Oh. Yeah, we'll go with that. Uruj? Uruj. I don't know how to say that. That is the baby that Paul Marine is holding. He stole our baby. <laughs> but why? <laughs> Paul Marine stole our baby and then traveled to the past. So that he could use the baby as a lie to trick younger me to marry him instead of saying it, it was actually the baby that he would have with me in the future. The past version of me believed him, and because that, I married Paul Marie instead of no longer ever marrying you at all. Oh man! You got the best part. It's over, Bruce. We're married. Until death do you part. Bruce pulls out the time knife. Paul Marine pulls out his gun with time bullets inside. They have the best fight of any movie ever. At the end, Bruce has Paul Marine with a knife to his neck. It's been a nice slice. <laughs> Bruce lifts his knife up to cut Paul Marine. You won't get me this easy. Paul Marine aims a gun at himself and shoots himself 30 times. The clip is bigger than a regular pistol. Paul disappears, but then 30 Paul Marines enter. 
I shut myself 30 times so that I was sent to many different times at the same time, which meant there was 30 of me. Now we're all here to kill you. Which means that each of you has a time bullet inside of you. Of course. But I make sure that we all shot in areas that have no vital organs and we will get the bullets removed after we kill you. Unfortunately for you, I traveled to the past earlier and took the gun and added an electric charge on each of your time bullets. I control the electric charges with this handheld detonator. No. Yes. <laughs> it's quite shocking. Bruce presses his detonator. All 30 Palmarines are electrified from the inside. Their skin peels open all over like sausages that are left on the barbecue for too long that peel open all over. The Paul Marines all die. Consider this my resignation. Go, 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 go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> God bless America. Bruce and so fine make out. Oh. Wait, wait. There's there's smoochy effects we're supposed to be hearing. It says smoochy effects. Bruce and so fine make out. So fine waits for a few seconds for the audience to stop applauding before saying her next line. Oh, oh boy. I had to just take a chill pill for a second. <laughs> Congratulations, you passed the test. <laughs> what test? We always believed you were the chosen one, so we traveled to the past to test you and make sure. We now believe you are ready to fight the ultimate villain from the future. Okay. <laughs> Who is the ultimate villain? <laughs> His name is Marie. What was that? <laughs> His name's Paul Marine. Bruce. Sa Mr. Oh, Savage. But I just killed Paul Marine. No, the Paul Marine you have known this whole time has actually been an actor from the future that we paid to play Paul Marine for the test. The actual Paul Marine is exactly the same. But he lives in the future. He was an actor, which means my job was fake as well. Yes, that is the only reason why you were kept in a low level position for so many years without a single promotion. And it appeared that people didn't give you the respect that you clearly deserve. But in reality, you are the chosen one. It all makes sense now. We must travel to the future. Are you ready? Looks like it's time to find out. <laughs> Bruce puts on his shades. George Washington waves the American flag. The end. Bruce Savage will return in Time Knife 2, The Reckoning. Ooh, yeah. I, I don't know if I can do this again. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, too you, much fun, man. Too much fun. Oh yeah, my gosh! Work. Yeah, what what a play! Yeah, and you can find the whole script for this online. Join in the fun. Just look up the time time night.
All right, we are back. Welcome to Midwest Super Pixel Pros, our final outro part to our second annual uh, best of discussion segment, Thanksgiving Spectacular Extravaganza Special Royale. We hope you enjoyed that two-part time knife screenplay dramatic reading <laughs> bonanza as much as we did it was so much fun uh and i guess there you have it those are our best discussion segments or my curated selection of our of discussion segments from the past year of midwest super pixel pros I, I guess before we wrap it up i'm gonna have to ask the cliche question of uh going into this thanksgiving weekend guys what are you thankful for paul let's start it off with you oh family friends Everybody that helps out around here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I mean, uh, we kind of talked about it on another GFDS show earlier this week, but uh, that is, yeah, I'm thankful for just family and friends and awesome coworkers that make going to work super fun each and every week. I know I work a lot, but I absolutely love it and it wouldn't be possible with the many awesome coworkers I have. And uh, yeah. yeah. I, one of the things, I mean, there, there's just too much to be thankful for mm-hmm. to you know, put it all into one segment. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Cliff Notes version. Cliff Notes version, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. But no, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Thanksgiving yesterday. Just always love coming together for my favorite holiday of the year, and just for the best meal of the year. And sometimes three times over because you got to celebrate with various sides of the family. Makes it makes it a hoot. Katie. Oh, I got a list. Um, well, I mean, you know, super thankful for my family just for helping me out with everything. My friends, uh, GFBS family. Love oh, you guys. Yeah. Racing family, yeah. Racing family at the racetrack, which is Speedway. Miss you guys always. Uh, my tennis family at Choice Health and Fitness. I always see them Mondays and Wednesdays, and just it's fun. And that's all I got right now. Yes. And a good life, I guess. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yeah. Heck Hel- yeah. He- healthy. Yes, yes, absolutely. Cannot agree with you more. Uh, now, before we wrap up here, we got to give a, a sh- with our quick takes just for some GFBS plugs. We had another awesome week of programming here on GFBS. <laughs> Make sure to check out the latest big screens and TV streams. We do a very special compare and contrast episode of two films uh, telling uh, the story of Moses, but very differently. 1956's The Ten Commandments and 2014's Exodus, Gods and Kings. It, I think it ended up being our longest big screens and TV streams episode ever. And I was actually trying, I felt bad because I was trying to nudge everyone along, but we got a ton of content out of that, Paul. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, it was a great show. Yeah, great show. Definitely check it out. The latest big screens and TV streams. Also, make sure to check out John Roberts this past Monday on the GFBS interview. He interviewed North Dakota State Senator Scott Meyer, and they caught up on, on the, they got caught up on all the latest local news, sports, and state legislature uh, happenings. And also, uh, last night, check out the special Thanksgiving edition of The Brew Brothers, where they debate how many commas to use in the sh- their show title, Gobble Gobble, as well as going over all the Thanksgiving-themed beers. You can find this and all our many other shows by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast or social media apps. All right, guys, quick takes to wrap it up with for the show here. Uh, I know we went over a lot of Thanksgiving stuff here, but uh, uh, what, what else do you got going on gaming-wise or just anything else-wise? Big uh, extended Thanksgiving weekend plans for you. Uh, Katie, let's start with you. Well, I've been a gamer a little bit the last yeah. few weeks. 
Played Mario Kart as usual. Um, Prepping for that showdown next week. Yes, I am. I got the tracks kind of memorized up here. Evil underwater track, right? Yeah. Yeah, don't then, like that one. And then there was one game. I have a picture of it on my phone. Something Creek or something I want to get on the Switch you showed me. There was a Gang game. Beasts? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. I will try to get that on Black Friday, maybe. Oh, is it on? Is it going to be on sale, you think? Or I don't know. I mean, look it for was, it? I'm, I kind of want that game, so. It's it's a fun, just a fun, dumb, nonsensical fighter. It's it's a blast. Gang beasts? Gang beasts, yeah. That sounds show. like something that you do not want to Google. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> make sure to Google gang beasts game switch or something like that. It's a great of, game. Yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. Heck, yeah. Uh, and anything else for quick takes, Katie? Thanksgiving was great yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Yesterday was great. Yeah. Free time. So, and now it's the weekend. Yeah. Weekend, yo. Catch yeah, up, yo. Catch up on the weekend football, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, uh, ATP yeah. finals, yo. Oh, yeah. I haven't even played. I haven't paid attention to tennis jo- at all. Djokovic won again. Of course. Yes. So he's just the goat. He's yeah. the goat. Mm-hmm. Knee surgeries, and he just keeps on winning. Yeah. He was a number one. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was a winner. Yeah, he's still, yeah, all-time singles major winner for the guys there, and yeah, yeah. props to him. So. I was trying to do Dale's Mario impression. Oh, gosh. I can tell. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Joke of it, number one! <laughs> Aces all day! Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of that. <laughs> um, for myself, for quick takes, uh, I'm like Katie, I am practicing for our showdown. I got a couple runs in with all the new tracks for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Hate the underwater track. Like the retro tracks they threw in for the Super Nintendo Bowser's Castle. They got that in this new batch of tracks. Uh, I believe, was it uh, Princess Peach's uh, track from the Wii or Daisy's track from the Wii's in there too, right? I know Daisy's track. Yeah. And I think one other Wii course is in there. Rainbow Road on the Wii, right? That's yeah. a new one, right? Yeah. Yeah. This, I'm thinking this Yeah, this new pack was a great one to close it off with. Got to try some of the new racers, uh, Diddy Kong, and uh, and one other one. So, uh, Funky Kong. Yes. So, uh, yeah, playing that and gradually working my way through Quantum Break still. Uh, that awesome game where I got the Time Nice screenplay collectibles from. Uh, that crazy sci-fi thriller of a game. I love it. Uh, so, those have been my major gaming quick takes. Uh, Paul? Uh, and as far as Thanksgiving stuff here, uh, I, I I did my uh, turkey trot 5K. That w- that was very fun. Shout out to my sister, keeping up the tradition of having a nice hot coffee waiting for me at the finish line. It was like 15 degrees at race time. So, yeah, got, definitely felt it. I did not win a pie like I usually do every year, but it was still fun regardless. And, yeah, Thanksgiving was a blast with the families. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so that's my quick takes. Paul! Uh, well, super happy. Uh, got to see... Um my brothers from Minneapolis finally got to come up, which is very difficult for them to do. So I haven't seen my brother Nathan in, I think, probably a couple of years. So, and then also our uh, ex-dog, Dixie, because we gave her to my uh, other brother, Adam, because she would fight with my German Shepherd that we have currently, so we had to get rid of her. And so we got to watch her over the weekend while, you know, Thanksgiving was going on. So, cool to see, you know, old dog, brothers, you know, get together with family. I don't, the only time I get to game is when I come on the show. So, you know, I, the fact that I, you know, usually win is kind of remarkable. <laughs> <laughs> lies, lies. Guess time, Buck. 
Yeah, I couldn't imagine if I practiced. <laughs> uh, one thing that uh, has been kind of uh, frustrating is that there hasn't been anything new to watch on uh, TV or movies or anything that's coming out. It's There's that new, uh, we're talking with John Brodeen when he was in the studio for, uh, I don't know if you caught, you might have stepped out for a minute. There's that, a couple of new Netflix movies. Uh, uh, killer, the killer, uh, uh, David Fincher. If you're a fan of his uh, films, uh, he's he's done a lot of really good stuff. Uh, uh, that hit Netflix, that's what, that's on my to-see list. Uh, I want to see, I plan on seeing uh, this weekend The Holdovers for our upcoming Christmas movie special for big screens and TV streams. Very unique twist on a Christmas movie for that. So yeah, I saw Oppenheimer came out, and I was contemplating buying it and watching it again but then oh, i was yeah. like you know what? i don't I, don't, I didn't really like it the first time so why should oh. i should watch it a second time I, it's long but I, I i really enjoyed it but yeah that hit video this week yeah that's right yeah, yeah. but other than that you know good food seeing family everything's everything's going pretty awesome everything's coming up Polly d <laughs> <laughs> you know i say that on this show Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard that one before. I was, I was trying to do a spinoff <laughs> on the, the classic Millhouse line where, where Millhouse is having a rare good day on the episode of The Simpsons and he's like, everything's coming up, Millhouse. And yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. It's right, you know, it's right up there with rock. Nothing beats rock. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Katie has a random favorite Simpson line that comes to mind. No, I just remember you saying, good old rock. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my oh, God. Was it last week or something? Oh, a few weeks back. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So many good times. But we will wrap it up with that. Our second annual Best of Thanksgiving Discussion segment spectacular extravaganza, extravaganza royale with cheese is in the books. We want to give many thanks again to today's sponsors, the Circle of Friends Animal Shelter, River Cinema 15, and the Shire Bar and Grill and Northwest Tire. Many thanks to Ever Thankful Paul. Yo. We'll see you uh... Coming in the new year. Yeah. Well, well, actually, we'll be back in one week instead of the usual two <laughs> weeks. Not the new year quite yet, but uh, for yeah. uh, many, many thanks. And special shout out to our fabulously wonderful producer, Katie. I'm going to win. Going to win. Yeah. Shocker. Yeah, I'm going to shock <laughs> the, the killer's gonna shock you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Mind good stuff. Blown. Oh, man. Well, thank you all for tuning in and having us part of your day. We'll be back with an all new episode next week where the Ultimate Pixel Pro Championship will be on the line in the last batch of new tracks in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. We wish you all a safe and happy extended Thanksgiving weekend. Until then. Never forget the mantra of Midwest Super Pixel Pros. Don't, Don't suck! suck. <laughs>